Good evening, Matt. Good evening, Jeb. How are you? I am um, well. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. I'm doing good. <clears throat> this makes me happy. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm clearing my throat as we're first starting the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're, uh, you're having some trouble over there. I am. I am. It's very deep down into my... Yep. <clears throat> yes. I'm sorry. Too much uh, hot chocolate for you? The hot chocolate was pretty good, dude. That was a nice touch. That was, that was, that was a good call at Wegmans. I told you, man. Hot chocolate's pretty good. It is pretty good. It's good all the times of year, but it just hits different in the fall. It just hits different. different? Yeah. Um... But yeah, man, how, how, how was your uh, week? How was your week going? Week was pretty good. You know, we're now entering into spooky season, dude. Spooky season, for sure. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Are you excited about spooky season? I am. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to do some, like, with, you know, like you, like your girlfriend, everyone else, too. It'll be kind of cool to, like, do, like, spooky season stuff. What yeah. about you? Was, did, 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 whoa. Ew. Stunning in silence. Did you have a good week? Yeah. I mean, it was a week. Mm. You know, nothing really cra- crazy to report. Um, just worked, you know. Didn't do much. Watched a lot of football on Sunday. I dude, worked a lot. You know, I still can't get over that Broncos Dolphins game. I know that's wild. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. But um, anyways, yeah. What's the uh, what's the what's on the agenda for today? Today we're gonna be talking about a um, a pretty a pretty cool uh, pretty cool a creepy pasta today. So um, yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of it or anything, but uh. You're the one that mentioned it, so. Uh, yes, the uh, the bedroom creepy pasta, mm-hmm. bedtime creepy pasta. Um, <clears throat> when we were doing them before, I was looking into some, and we did like the back rooms, we did the dog men, yeah. we did um, what was the other one that did really well? Um, um, back rooms, dog men, um, the Russian sleep 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 experiment. Russian sleep experiment, and then we also did. There was one more we did too. It was uh, uh, a man's best friend. Man's best friend, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, me too. Um, <clears throat> those were all good, so we decided to do this one. I'm glad yeah. you know we were able to uh, read into it. But so yeah. this one is really just a child, you know, growing up and things like that. Um, and his brother and him, you know, were in the same room growing up, and eventually got to the point where the brother wants, "I want a new room," right. you know, moves out of the room, and he's all alone in this room. And his room was in the back of the house, the very back of the house. Right. So that's when things kind of get weird, you know, young kid in his room, it's dark, constant things happening, and, you know, that's when the first encounter happens. When you awaken from a deep sleep to something moving or stirring, it can take a few moments for you to truly understand what is happening. The fog of sleep hangs over your eyes and ears, even when lucid. Something was moving. There was no doubt about that. At first, I wasn't sure what it was. Everything was dark, almost pitch black. But there was enough light creeping in from outside to outline that narrowly suffocating room. Two thoughts appeared in my mind, almost simultaneously. The first thought was that my parents were in bed because the rest of the house lay in both darkness and silence. The second thought turned to to the noise, a noise which had obviously woken me. As the last cobwebs of sleep withered from my mind, the noise took on a more familiar form. Sometimes the simplest of sounds can be the most unnerving. A cold wind whistling through a tree outside, a neighbor's footsteps uncomfortably close, or, in this case, the simple sound of bedsheets rustling in the dark. That, that was it. Bedsheets rustling in the dark, as if some disturbed sleeper was attempting to get all too comfortable in the bottom bunk. I lay there in disbelief, thinking that the noise was either in my imagination, or perhaps just my pet cat finding some somewhere to sleep. 
Yes, that, that must have been it. I turned to face the wall, closing my eyes in the vain hope that I could fall back to sleep. As I moved, the rustling noise from underneath me ceased. I thought that I must have disturbed my cat, but quickly I realized that the visitor in the bottom bunk was much less mundane than my pet trying to sleep, and much more sinister. As if alerted and disgruntled by my, my presence, the disturbed sleeper began to toss and turn violently, like a child having a tantrum in their bed. I could hear the sheets twist and turn with increasing ferocity. Fear then gripped me, not like the subtle sense of unease I had experienced earlier, but now potent and terrifying. My heart raced as my panicked eyes scanned the room almost impenetrable darkness. I let out a cry, as most young boys do. I instinctively shouted on my mother. It was pretty uh it was pretty intense, I think, for the for the first encounter too, you know, when you're really when you're really sitting back and thinking about it. I mean, because we've all had that experience, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of wake up, you're like, ooh. I mean, I've had that experience where literally, like, people were in my room, like somebody was in my room, Yeah, you know? Dude, it's a terrifying experience, and like, and like I know when they, uh, when we just talked about, like, the, uh, um, the, the encounter, like, with, like, the rustling yeah. of the, of the, of the uh, uh, what's it called? The sheets. The sheets. It's like, could you imagine that under you? Do you know what, what, it's funny, it's funnily enough, like they say, you know, it's, it's like the sound of like, like, you know, something, anything in the dark, you know, like just the sound of like footsteps too close or something like, oh God. like imagine you open your door to like your room and then you just hear like from the edge of the stairs across the hall, you just hear like rapid footsteps walking directly at you. How about, no, thank you. Yeah, that'd be pretty terrible. Isn't there, there's a one video where it's like. Someone's like staring at the at, at the yeah, bottom the stairs, of the stairs yeah. and they hear the foot feet running up to them. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. That could not be me, dude. How would you react to something like that? If you, if you're on top of like a bunk bed, nothing's happening and you hear rustling under you. Ah, oh, dude. I mean, me being me now, I'd probably have to like take a look and like get ready to like attack something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like if I like, I'd have to take take a look and and that that's always been like my number one thing is like fear, is like. Anything in the dark. Like, every, every time as a kid, like, I was one of those kids that, like, you turn off a light and uh, you feel like somebody's chasing you or something. You run up the stairs. I'm still that way. Um, So I, I would probably be a little paralyzed. And, like, I really listen just to see if I can't, like, figure it out. Like, really, you know. <clears throat> but if it was getting like, worse and worse, I'd, I'd have to, like, I'd have to investigate. Yeah, no, I definitely hear that. And, like, too, I know, like, uh, he was, he was, like, um... He was a shock with fear, um, but like this whole bed was shaking violently. Yeah, like no, you, no, no. Well, actually, something like that happened to Sky. What? Yeah, her her bed started shaking. <clears throat> what? Yeah, I mean, I wish what? She, I wish she was here to tell it, but yeah, it's um, something. Her house is. She thinks her house is like haunted. Like stuff like that kind of happens, or has has happened, like when she was a kid. So, you uh, you know who you should call. Ghostbusters. I was gonna say Zach Bagans. I'm Zach Bagans. 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 Is it Bagans? I don't Zach know. Bagans. I don't know. But um, following that, things get even crazier. Yeah. So obviously, as the story goes, it, it, it starts elevating to different things, right? Yeah. So then, like we have the second encounter, filtered up through my consciousness, breaking free from all repression, gasping for air, screaming, etching, and carving itself into my mind. The word ghost. As this thought came to me, I noticed that my unwelcome visitor had ceased moving. The bedsheets lay calm, 
and dormant. But they had been replaced by something more hideous. A slow, rhythmic, rasping breath heaved that escaped from this thing below. I could imagine its chest rising and falling, each sword and wheezing and garbled breath. It shuddered and hoped beyond all hope that it would leave without an occurrence. Then something unmistakably chilling transpired. It moved. It moved in a way different from them before. It threw itself around the bottom bunk. It seemed unrestrained, without a purpose, almost animalistic. This movement, however, was driven by awareness, with purpose, with a goal in mind. For that living thing lying there in the darkness, that thing which seemed terrorizing a young boy, calmly and nonchalantly sat up. Its labored breathing had become louder as now a mattress and a few flimsy wooden slats separated my body from the under-earth breath below. I lay there, my eyes filled with tears, a fear which more mere words cannot relate to you or anyone else coursed through my veins. I could have believed that this fear could have been heightened, and I was so wrong. I imagined what this thing would look like, sitting there, listening from below my mattress, hoping to catch the slightest hint that I was awake. Imagination then turned on the unnerving reality. It began to touch the wooden slats which my mattress sat on. It seemed to caress them carefully, running what I imagined to be fingers and hands across the surface of the wood. Then, with great force, it prodged angrily between two slats into the mattress. Even through the padding, it felt there was someone had viciously stuck their fingers into my side. I let out an almighty cry and wheezing, shaking, and moving, with this bunk below replied in a kind of violently and vibrating, the bunk as if, just like the night before, small flakes of paint powdered onto my blanket. This came from the wall as the frame of the bed scraped along it, backwards and forwards. Once again, I was bathed in light, and there stood my mother, loving, caring, as she always was, with a comforting hug, calming words, which eventually subdued my hysteric. Of course she asked what was wrong, but I could not say, and I dared not to say, I simply said one word over and over and over again. Nightmare. So, second encounter, after that how after that all happened, <clears throat> he as you know, and described when the when the when the whole spiel was going, um, he hears like this monotonous sound yeah. of like ghosts, like the word ghost as that's happening. And it's like that's terrifying. You know, yeah. Um, and here's this like I'm assuming like a ten year old kid, maybe maybe fifteen, not being able to sleep. His mom constantly coming in, sleeping in with him, just being there, right? Like, could you imagine, like having to rely on like a parent showing up? But if they don't, yeah, I don't know. I I I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'd get my dad in there, man. Like that dude. <laughs> could you imagine what Keith would do? He'd, yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Hmm. Now, with all this happening, you're constantly getting your parents. You're constantly doing all this kind of stuff. Do you think your parents would have like eventually like listened to you? Oh yeah, they would have. My dad listened to me the first time. Mm. I had a weird encounter when I was a kid, um, where I was asleep, but I wasn't like fully asleep, I guess. <clears throat> and I saw this thing. It was a um, I'll never forget it. It was a bird. That was hopping across my lap in my bed, like 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 one from one side of the bed to to the other. Um, Do you know what kind of bird it was? No, it was just like a little black bird. Like un- I couldn't see it. You know what I mean? Like I could see it, but I couldn't like know. It was it was like a little bird, and but it wasn't. It was moving like a bird, and it like looked like a bird. But it, it was just really weird because it was so real. 
and I I was st- I started screaming, like at the top of my lungs, like the middle of the night, just like screaming. My dad comes running in and he's like, "What?" I'm like, "There's," and I'm like pointing and I'm like, you know, like freaking out. And he he didn't see he didn't see. He, like obviously he's like he but he believed me. He was like, "What did you know?" Um, so that's actually how we um we ended up um getting rid of all kind of like demonic not demonic but like you know like fantasy kind of thing so like i got, I had like a poster of like a dragon that we had and he yeah. got rid of that we got rid of all the movies like we got rid of all the harry potters and all the the, the werewolf movies and like all that stuff we got it all out of the house um and that's when we got more deep into like you know like prayer and stuff your dad <clears throat> would never get caught in like a like a like a like oh come into the closet no He's that man who would, he sounds like he would just burn the house down, yeah. collect the insurance, just call it a day. No, he would, he would, he, he would, like, if there was actually something in the house, he would take care of it. That's there insane. would be, there would just be nothing. Like, yeah, he, that, he sounds like, he sounds like what you would hope the parents or people in movies should have done. Yeah. And said, but they do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, you don't, you don't recognize the bodies in the water. He goes, I don't. I'm going to walk away now. <laughs> yeah. I hear the screaming in the Appalachian Mountains. I'm gonna walk the other way. I'm go the other way, yeah. Oh God. Um, but yeah, like in that second encounter, along with that, like you know, um, he was terrified, really couldn't speak. Um, but like, he, uh, the, uh, the kid was saying, like it was moving very like animalistic. Yeah. He couldn't really kind of uh, figure out what it was. Um, but what was interesting was is when he was saying it had some kind of sense of like awareness, like kind of if you and I had bunk beds, right? Let's say you're up top and I was under you. Like I'm rustling around. I'm thinking I'm beating off. Whatever I'm doing, right? All joking aside, it's like there's a purpose. Like I have, like you, you kind of know that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't want to sit up or whatever it is. Like, could you imagine having like something like aware under your bed when you very well know nothing's happening? Yeah. Like that's also the thing that kind of is terrifying too, because like a lot of the time, you know, people can can hear something and it's like, let's say it's like a bang, bing, mm-hmm. bing, bing. That could be, could be. Oh, it's the wind. Oh, it, it's 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 a it's a it's a not changing thing. It's something like the, the drawer is awry. The door is not quite closed all the way. Like whatever. Yeah. But like to hear something moving in a pattern that's recognizable as like another being, you know what I mean? <clears throat> like that would be terrifying. I don't think. I don't think honestly. Um, I really don't think that I would be able to. Like, I, I think after the first time I experienced it, I don't think I would go back in the room. Neither would I. Like, I'd be done. Neither would I. It, um, and it even said in the creepypasta, too, like, he never, like, fought his parents yeah. about going to bed. Yeah. Um, but then what's really weird is at the end of that encounter, <clears throat> as everyone just heard, um, it sticks its hand. Like, you know, like the slats? Yeah. It sticks its hand through, the... through it. And he could feel it. Ooh, don't like that. <sighs> That's because I know, like in my bed, like I, ha- I mean, I don't, I don't sleep on a bunk bed, but I have slats, yeah. right? And I, don't, and I think you have a box spring, but because of the slats, like you, you can, like, like if you laid under my bed, right? Like, I could feel your fingers. Yeah, like that's a terrifying experience. It's, yeah, dude. I don't know what I would, I would freak out. That's I, probably when I would freak out and start like swinging. I think I'd cry. <laughs> Just creep. Just laying in bed. <laughs> but then his mom does come in and, um. And then everything kind of stops. Uh, and then uh, this kind of like... It was becoming like an every night thing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was saying it was happening for months. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you deal with it for months, bro. You know what's wild, though? Is like, like, listen to what everyone just heard about the, the creepypasta. Like, could you imagine what that would just do to your life? 
Well, yeah. How do the parents? Like, I'm sure it would. It's ruining your sleep cycle. Your sleep in general. So, like, how is he focusing on school, sports, or extracurricular activities? Like, they're not noticing like a difference. Like, I feel like I would notice my kid, who say they were like an average student, B's and C's and A's, and now it's like he's not doing well. He says all this stuff is happening in his room. I would kind of be like, hey. Something's going on. Yeah, that's what kind of what I got from the from the story itself is like, come on, bro. Like you're telling me your kids. Like I can understand. Like if your kid, like I, like me, like I had a wild imagination, a mm-hmm. vivid imagination as a kid, and so like I can understand if you're like a parent, you're like, oh well, it's just Timmy being Timmy. But like for months, dude. No. Like, no, nah, bro. No. Especially with such like detail. See, and that's the thing. But see, this is where it gets worse then, too. So as this kind of continues, this ha- happened every night for months. Um, but his grandmother was, like, deteriorating. So her, his uh, grandfather died. And she was, you know, uh, as I say, like, souls are together. And she's, you know, going down um, down this bad, like, rabbit hole of like, her life. And the mother ends up staying with her grandmother. Right. Uh, or the mother, yeah. yeah same, same with her mother. Yeah. The kids grew, grew Yeah, exactly. So the child's all alone. Um, and then he looks into the bottom bunk. Right, and he takes everything out and makes it into like this little office. Right, um, so there's no bottom bed. No bottom thinks bottom, this is yeah. gonna happen. So that's what like what's what's leading up with this. It was a difficult time for my family. My grandmother, a wonderfully kind and gentle woman, had deteriorated greatly since the death of my grandfather. My mother was trying her best to keep her in the community as long as possible. However, dementia is a cruel and degenerative illness, robbing a person of their memories one day at a time soon she recognized none of us it became clear that she would need to be moved from her house to a nursing home before she could be moved my grandmother had a particularly difficult few nights and my mother decided that she would stay with her as much as i love my grandmother and felt nothing but anguish at her illness to this day i feel guilty that my first thoughts were not of her but with my nightly visitor arriving plenty i became very aware that my mother's absence her presence being the one thing in which i was sure that was protecting me from this full horror. I rushed home from school that day and immediately wrenched the bed sheets and mattress from the lower bunk, removing all the slats, placing an old desk, a chest of drawers, and some chairs which we kept in the cupboard, which were all beneath the bunk for it to be used. I told my father I was making an office, which she was found adorable. But I would be damned if I give that thing one place to sleep for one more night. This is probably one of the creepier parts, too. Cause yeah. It's- no noise, no rustling, no touching, no nothing, but you still don't feel alone. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's the nightly visitor, that unwelcome, wheezing, hate-filled thing which had terrorized me night after night, was not in the bottom bunk, but it was in my bed. I opened my mouth to scream, but nothing came out. Utter terror had shaken the very sound from my voice. I lay motionless. If I could not scream, I did not want to let that thing know that I was awake. I had not yet seen it. I could only feel it. It was obscured under my blanket. I could see its outline and I could feel its presence, but I dared not look. The weight of it pressed down on top of me, a sensation I will never forget. When I say that hours passed, I do not exaggerate. Laying there motionless in the dark darkness, I was every bit as scared and frightened young boy. If it had been during the summer months, it would have been light by, by this point, but the grasp of winter is long and unrelenting. And I knew it would be hours before sunrise, a sunrise in which I yearned for. I was a timid child by nature, but I reached a breaking point, a moment where I could wait no more. 
where I could survive under this intimately de deviant abomination no longer. Fear can sometimes wear you out, make you a threadbare, a shell of nerves leaving only the slightest trace of you behind. Then I remembered the crucifix. My hand still lay underneath the pillow, but it was empty. I slowly moved my wrist around to find it, minimizing as best as I could the sound and vibrations caused, but it could not be found. Without the crucifix, I lost any sense of hope. Even at such a young age, you can be acutely aware of what death is, and intensely fr frightened of it. I knew I was going to die in that bed if I lay there, dormant, passive, doing nothing. I had to leave that room behind, but how? Should I leap from the bed and hope that I make it to the door? What if it was faster than I was? Or should I slowly slip out of the top bunk, hoping for not to disturb the uncanny bedfellow? Realizing that it had not stirred when I moved, trying to find the crucifix, I began to have the strangest of thoughts. What if it was asleep? It hadn't so much as breathed since I woken up. Perhaps it was resting, believing that it had finally gotten me, that I was finally in, in its grasp. Or perhaps it was toying with me. After all, it had been doing just that for countless nights. And now with me under it, pinned against my mattress with no mother to protect me, maybe it was holding off, savoring its victory until the last possible moment. Like a wild animal savoring its prey. I tried to breathe as shallowly as possible, and mustering every ounce of courage I could, I reached over slowly with my right hand and began to peel the blanket off me. What I found under those covers almost stopped my heart. I did not see it, but as my hand moved the blanket, it brushed against something. Something smooth and cold. Something which felt unmistakably like a jet. Something smooth and cold. Something which felt unmistakably like a gaunt hand. I could not bring myself to touch its face, although I wondered to this very day what it had felt like. Dear God, it moved. It moved. It was subtle, but its grip on my shoulder and across my body strengthened. No tears came. But God, how I wanted to cry. As its hand and arm slowly coiled around me, my right leg brushed along the cool wall which my bed lay against. Of all that happened to me in that room, this was the, the absolute strangest. I realized that this clutching, rancid thing, which drew great delight from violating a young boy's bed, was not entirely on top of me. It was sticking out from the wall, like a spider from... Suddenly, its grip moved from a slow tightening to a sudden squeeze. It pulled back and clawed at my clothes as if frightened that the opportunity would soon pass. I fought against it, but its emaciated arm was too strong for me. Its head rose up and writhing and contorting under the blanket. I now realized where it was taking me, into the wall. I fought for my dear life. I cried and suddenly my voice returned to me, yelling, screaming, but no one came. Then I realized why I was so eager to suddenly strike. What this thing had to have me now, through my window, that window which seemed to represent so much malice from the outside, streaked hope, the first rays of sunshine. I struggled further, knowing that if I could just hold on, it would soon be gone. As I fought for my life, the unearthly parasite shifted, slowly pulling itself up my chest, its head now poking out from under the blanket, wheezing, coughing, rasping. I, I do not remember its features, I simply remember its breath against my face, foul, and as cold as ice. As the sun broke over the horizon, that dark place, that suffocating room of contempt was washed, bathed in sunlight. I passed out as its scrawny fingers encircled my neck, squeezing the very life from me. I awoke to my father offering to make me some breakfast. 
Yeah, so you, yeah, exactly that. So you heard all that. There was no rustling, no nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty terrifying. And then, obviously, um, you know, you could really kind of say, like, okay, we've all had that experience, uh-huh. right? Yeah. <laughs> where, like, you're like, you're, like okay, how, where was your, let me ask you this, where was your um, your bed placed as a kid? Was it against the wall? Was it in the middle of the It room? was against the wall. It was against yeah. the wall? Um, so, have you ever woken up facing the wall and, like, felt like something was behind you? Consistently, yeah. Consistently. Now imagine, right? There's actually. <laughs> now imagine, you like roll over, right? And there's actually something in the bed, <laughs> like right there. So that was one of my biggest fears as a kid, because when I moved into the room that, such the old podcast studio, it was just me. Yeah. So, sometimes, like I, I mean, it never happened. But there was that fear where it's like, if I roll over, is there something on the other end of the bed? Something that's like peering out of like the top corner of the closet. Yeah. Or like you look under, like you look at the door and the light's still on, but you see like eyes peering in. Or that like little window and it's like peering over. I'm like, not going to do that. Yeah. Imagine being on the, imagine if like the rolls were reversed and you were in the bottom bunk and like you woke up and there was like someone with like their hands, <gasps> just their eyes was looking over the bunk. But like. <laughs> Just like, no, stop! <laughs> oh my god! Well, so that's what, so that's what I was like. That's what I was kind of like deducing, because obviously, like you know, it's the third encounter. It's supposed to get crazier, right? Yeah. It's a story, and I'm like, dude, it's gonna be, in, it's it's gotta be in this bed at some point. And then, because of what we said earlier, and then what, what everyone just heard, it's he. There's no bottom bed. Yeah. So the I guess like the ghost that you said earlier, it has like awareness, or whatever. So it shows up, and that's when you realize. Guess what? It's with him. It's still here. Yeah. So, um, as it's kind of going on, he laid motionless for hours. Right? He he wasn't able to scream. Um, he, he could not scream in the slightest. And this thing was inside of him with him. So um, That's got to be top ten most terrifying things ever. Dude, could, could you imagine just laying in your bed, thinking you're all alone? You can't scream because you're struck in fear. And yeah. you feel it, like, on you. Yeah. It's kind of hot. I'd start using it. Too. No, I don't um, think that's... <clears throat> um, so as this is going down, uh, he was thinking of plans to get out. You know, yeah. he is going to slip out. Is he going to run? Is it going to be faster than him? And then he does the one thing that you that they've made a mockery of now, apparently in modern movies. Grabs the crucifix. Oh yeah. Well, he couldn't. He went to go look for it. Yeah. But I guess it either took it or it slipped out. Yeah. Well, when, that was like his thought. Yeah. Though. That so. I so what I thought was gonna happen um, was he fu- he he couldn't find. I knew he was gonna be able to find. It. I kind of deduced that, and I thought it was gonna like hold it up in like his face or something like this, and be yeah. like, "Are you looking for this?" Or that's what I thought. It yeah. didn't end up happening, but he literally dropped this, lays it on his chest, and it's upside down. Oh my god! Which actually still is a religious symbol for God. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, learn something every day, don't you? Yeah. Life gives you lemons. <laughs> I just, every time someone says that little sidebar, I always think of like the vine. When life hands you lemons. Oh, dun, yeah. dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah. So, as you guys all heard, the uh, uh, he then is realizing that um, the monster is coming from the wall. Yeah, it's not coming from like the bottom because it's like in the wall or transferred through a portal or something like that. And it realizes that he's awake and he's trying to escape and yeah. it's gripping up on him. 
Like it's ripping up on them. Yeah. That's terrifying. It's got to be. I mean, I wish something would try to grip up on me, bro. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd start swinging. That thing would be that thing would be no more. I'd let out. What'd years. you do? I'd swing. I'd let out years of anger and frustration. <laughs> like, I wanted that pony, mom. Bang, bang, bang. Like, but then at the same time, if I let all that out and like nothing happens, it squeezes harder. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I think you just you would just have to like accept your fate at that moment. I mean, pretty much. Like, all right, well, into the wall we go. Let's go. I'd go for it. Let's go. Yeah, and then it, and then it all ends with his dad coming in, staring at him, and um, goes, "Hey, man, you want breakfast?" Yeah. Could you imagine dealing with that all night? See, you know what blows my mind though is like he dealt with this for months. But I guess because his mom was like the protector, she would come in and sleep with yeah. him or whatever, or sleep in their bed. He had like some kind of protection. But that's kind of what I don't get is like, was it protection though? Because like, is it more so is protecting him or like she was protecting him or was it more so like, it just didn't, it just doesn't like do anything when there's more than one person in the room. Huh. You know? Well, that would make sense. If the final part didn't happen. Weeks passed that incident, yet on one cold, frostbitten night, I awoke to the sound of the furniture where the bunk beds used to be, vibrating violently. In a moment, it passed. I lay there, sure I could hear a distant wheezing coming from deep within the wall, finally fading into the distance. I have never told anyone about this story before. To this day, I still break out in a cold sweat at the sound of bed sheets rustling at night, or a wheeze brought on by a common cold and I certainly never sleep with my bed against the wall call it superstition if you will but as I said I cannot discount the conventional explanations such as sleep paralysis hallucinations or of an overactive imagination but what I can say is this the following year I was given a larger room on the other side of the house my parents took the strangely suffocating elongated place as their room they said they didn't need a large room just one big enough for a bed and a few things. Well, that lasted 10 days. We moved out on the 11th. So the final part is the parents switched rooms. Right. They wanted to, they were like, well, we don't need all this room. Like, you can have it. You know, it's been a big problem. So we'll sleep in here. We downgrade. They were out in 10 days. Yeah. Damn. Damn, how are you going to get outdone by your own kid, though? Yeah, really. Months. Months. I guess they were having the same experiences or like the, it was rattling or whatever it was. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I just don't understand how you, you know what I'm saying? Like how stupid must have they have felt? Like, you know, you're chilling in there all of a sudden you're like, yo, my kid isn't nuts. Mm-hmm. But like, but even before this too, and, and the one like final, like quote unquote encounter, um, he moved <coughs> all his furniture to like the opposite, to the opposite side of the room. Yeah. yeah. And he would still hear like things rustling, but nothing like grabbing him or whatever it was. Yeah. And then, then his parents switched and they're out in ten days, dude. Dude. I think <laughs> you gotta make it like you gotta at least make it as long as he did. Got to. They moved, sold everything. <laughs> That's crazy. <coughs> that pissed me off too, because I was like I was like, Y'all didn't believe him. You move in there to try to help him out, and that's where you guys end at. Blasphemy. Yeah, dude. I don't know. What'd you what'd you, what'd you think of the whole thing? I thought it was very interesting when I first read it. Um, 
It was, it was a pretty cool co- concept because it's one of the. It really just tugs on like that that the the feeling that I get like the fear like how I actually like creep creep myself out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, yeah. Um, because like obviously, as you know, I don't like scary movies. Not because they scare me, but because they do the exact opposite. They don't scare me. Yeah. So it's kind of a... Like, for example, we watched... Um, me and Sky watched the Evil Dead Rise, or whatever, Rises, yeah. or whatever it is. And, uh, dude, I was, like, giggling, like, through the whole time. Like, I just thought it was funny. Like... Even the one time we were at Christine's house. Yeah. All of us are cracking up. <laughs> <coughs> they made, like, a they made like a quote to a song, or whatever it was. <laughs> and it was, like, a, a single thing. And then you and I start breaking out into, like, Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a demon inside. <laughs> there's a demon inside. Oh, oh real, dude. Yeah, I I just thought that movie was so stupid because like that because for me, it, horror movies have a special place in my heart though because like there's some where like sometimes it's like the worse it is, the better you, the more I enjoy it. You know what I mean? Because you can laugh at it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you can like you can make fun of it, but you can also you know I mean like whatever, but. If it's some, like for example, the, like the Evil Dead Rise, like that was a movie that took itself like pretty serious yeah. for a lot of it, and like there was some f- quote unquote like supposedly funny parts, um, but it was just like, and like the whole series, the whole Evil Dead series is kind of campy, yeah. But like the older ones, like the first one was the best one, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so hashtag Sam X, you know, um, Sam X, yeah, but. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I, I, I just I don't like it. But they, what I do is I, I turn off all the lights in my room to creep myself out, and um, I put on like, um, really like detailed like stories, like ghost stories or whatever. Those especially ones on TikTok, they get uh, me. Yeah, and like I really try to like let my imagination kind of run. Yeah. Same kind of thing I did as a kid. Like I would read and like really like creepy stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. as a kid, and then just like try to go to sleep. But I mean. It used to give me nightmares, but nowadays, like, I don't know if it still affects my dreams or not. Probably, but um, I love it. I love falling asleep to creep to creepy stuff. Um, and I love when I really, like, when I really want to freak myself out. Because I freak myself out because I'll listen to, like, some really creepy stuff. And then I'll turn, I'll, I'll, turn, I'll pause it, and I'll just listen. And I'll, I'll have the whole house dark. And I'll just listen. You know what I mean? That's terrifying. Or like I'll open, I'll creep my door open and like stare at the slit in the door, or like look down the dark stairs. I just like creep myself out sometimes. That's a little <laughs> more intense than I thought. Yeah. I just like listening to like you know little small podcasts or uh, the one guy that does like creepy time on TikTok. Yeah. He's close, pops up at like twelve o'clock, one o'clock at night, yeah. and he's like, check out this photo, and it's like some real guy like in the corner of the house, but a camera caught him. Yeah. And I didn't see it till post. Yeah. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the uh, uh, bedtime yeah. pod. And, Overall, uh, I'd say I'd give it like a, I give it like an eight out of ten. I give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, I'd, I'd say seven. Seven's fair. Seven's fair. Seven. Seven point one. That's a score. Seven point one. That's a score. 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 Well, what would you put? Like seven point one two. Like seven seven. Seven point one. Maybe like a six nine six eight. Because mm. like I think, like um. There are some scary ones, like obviously, like the Russian TV experiment, the man's best friend. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, that one is probably the f- like that one gave me actual chills, like skied yeah. me out. That one really did it for me. So unnerving. There's one that I I did listen to recently that I, I have to refind because I don't remember the name of it. But if I find it, you'll you'll enjoy it. Okay, cool. But yeah, I mean, like Matt said, I hope you guys enjoyed um, the latest, you know, this latest installment of the Stuttering and Silence podcast. 
Um, we'll see you next week. See you next week.